Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. KCBS Radio, original podcasts. From KCBS Radio, I'm Mike DeWald, and this is Bay Current. Kid, I thought everything was fine. I didn't really notice the damage and the destruction that I was causing to my own. Most people will never enter the walls of San Quentin. Instead, the more than century-old facility serves as a local landmark, sitting on the bay in Marin County. Beyond a fleeting glimpse of the yard, what happens inside is more of a mystery. San Quentin is in the midst of an ambitious transformation, a modernization with a shift in focus from incarceration to rehabilitation. One tenant of that is re-entry. Think job training and life skills. San Quentin warden Ron Bloomfield explains. Re-entry is basically preparing somebody to be released into the community, right? And there's ways that we've done it in the past that don't work. Um, so there's, there's, a, there's a better way to do re-entry. Um, for example, MCRPs which is the community uh, rehabilitative programs. Guys who are currently incarcerated go to an MCRP and they start gaining job skills, resumes. They can go to, they can go to work. So it's like a halfway house, for example. That's a much better way to reenter society than to just walk out the front door when you've served your time. The focus on reentry isn't a coincidence. According to prison officials, above all else, a formerly incarcerated person getting a job is the driving factor as to whether or not they will return. And that presents a challenge. Because we do have incredible programs, um, but each program only serves a certain number of people. And so we have waiting lists at San Quentin, and some of them are very extensive. So while it'd be like going to Disneyland, but then you never get to ride the rides because it's too crowded. That's really the reality of it, right? You come to San Quentin with this expectation, you're going to get all these great programs, and then you find yourself on a waiting list. I was just having a conversation with one of the incarcerated, and he was upset. You know, we're trying to show you our best today, right? And he's coming up to me upset because he's, he's been three months not, not getting into programs. So that's the reality of when you have limited programming space, right? If you have only one room to run a program, you can only put so many seats in the program. And so this project, I'm so excited about it because it will expand the opportunities. Governor Newsom announced his vision of transforming the prison system in California. The first part of that is demolishing an abandoned part of the San Quentin campus. So this this is the building uh, that used to be the furniture factory that is going to be reimagined into uh, a rehabilitative campus. And that's the hope that it, that when, they're, when we're done with this, this area will resemble, resemble a campus rather than a warehouse. So that's the goal. Uh, imagine, you know, waking up, going to school, right? Like we would, you and I would travel to school. They'll come through, 
they'll be they'll be in in school. The more than three hundred million dollars approved by the legislature is step one. The task force created by Newsom will also look at two more aspects of San Quentin and the greater prison system as a whole in hopes of creating a scalable California model. The second piece is the residence experience. What's it like to live at San Quentin? How can we improve everybody's life at San Quentin? And the key to that is normalizing, normalizing life inside uh, San Quentin. Um, because you want it as normal as possible in here so that there's not like a shock factor when somebody's released back into the community. So that's that piece. And then the third piece, the one that I'm um, focused on is, is the staff experience. Prison is difficult for the incarcerated and it's difficult for staff to work in, work in prisons. And so what can we do to improve um, their experience and, and create a more fulfilling job and reduce some of the stress levels for the, for the staff? Leading the task force is Sacramento Mayor Daryl Steinberg. Why the governor and his team and the legislature chose the PIA building is because we really can get that done by sometime in 2025. And that's the push. And that's why it was important to get the money in the budget this year so that we don't lose uh, a year's worth of time. There are a few specifics on what the full scope of the prison plan looks like. Steinberg says that will become clear in a report expected by the end of the year. We've met three times as a full advisory council. The subcommittees are meeting regularly. The leadership team is in interaction with the council as well as the governor's office, as well as the legislature. And, you know, we're working iteratively. You know, I, I have my idea of what the report should be right in my head right now. But um, we're going to work together and we're going to we're going to do it. Steinberg says the biggest challenge is balancing ambition with reality. I see nothing but opportunity. But I think the great challenge, of course, is how do you transform the physical space beyond the PIA building uh, in a way that truly makes this transformational and, and changes the, the, the overall culture? That's what it is. It's, 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 this, this comes down to the basics, right? It's, you have a, an old building, an, an old prison, and we're trying to modernize it um, with a limitation on resources, no question. Um, but a desire to be bold. But what's it like for those inside San Quentin, the incarcerated population utilizing these programs? San Quentin opened its doors to offer a rare glimpse of exactly what the effort of rehabilitation looks like. One of its success stories is The Last Mile, part of that program where incarcerated people learn to code. This is Sergio. Where now we're learning a, a program called JavaScript, which are essentially like a... Like if if someone if a user on a website puts puts in uh, clicks on something, uh, the, the 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 program would tell okay if if he does this or she does this, do this. You know that's what we're doing right now. But basically, we're learning how to develop a website right right here. Sergio is building a website for the Last Mile program. He's enthusiastic in showing off what he's learned. So this is what it looks like on a desktop, and then if um, if you go right here, this is what it looks like on a phone. So, so that that's we had to do all that. So we have to make sure that it looks good on the phone and it looks good on the web, on the desktop, and that it's it's uh, responsive. Everything you do to it, it's uh, you can go from page to page. People log, you can put their information in there and all that. They can they can interact with you. And then this is like the the media. This is called the carousel. 
Randy Jackson says the skills are relevant to today's job market. So when you think computer coding, uh, a lot of people think it's like a lot of math and a lot of non-binary, but it isn't. It is a lot of logical thinking that goes into it. They really do challenge you to think outside the box. Um, so that's, and I didn't expect that. You know, are you hoping to, to translate that into into a job? So yeah, so like I said, that website is it's true. That that's what I want to do. You know, so web development is is a big thing, especially when you get out now. It's like everything is web based. So having that background is definitely going to help with that. To immediately have something to point to to say, hey, I did this. That has to be pretty sure. cool. Oh, it is extremely awesome. And that's not the only project. that They have a ton of projects that we have that we have access to that we can showcase, showcase that off to. So it's like we were able to build our resume right here. So that's awesome. Down the hall, an audio program. That's the raw part of it. And now it's going to hit where we started adding compression and adding a little bit of um, equalizer to it. Here, incarcerated participants like Brian AC are building songs from individual stem tracks and learning how to enhance and manipulate sounds. Well, I have an interest in it. I worked here in the media center for a while. I was very instrumental in, in getting the media center to where it's at right now. I think you guys are going to go back there now. And um, one of the guys really encouraged me to come over here. Um, and I couldn't come because it was coding and I didn't, I'm not interested in coding. So once they got this portion of it, I, I couldn't wait to get over here. And I'm glad I did. He's excited about his prospects once he leaves the walls of San Quentin. It's giving me a skill that I can take to the streets, right? So I, I grew up all my life on the wrong side of the tracks. Right. And now I have a skill that I can contribute to to society with. You know, I, I no longer have to sell drugs or anything. I have a skill now that's marketable. So I think now um, I'm ready to go out and, and be a productive member of society opposed to being someone who, who, who tear up my community. In the yard, some sites are familiar. Many of those incarcerated, exercising, walking, playing basketball or just keeping moving. There are some signs of the prison hierarchy or the natural cliques that form a reflection of prison politics. But for so many, it's about making the community around them better. One man taking an opportunity to speak with Mayor Steinberg about bills impacting incarcerated people in the legislature. Not having hope in here is one of the most dangerous things. Of course I do. I hope to get out of here and be an influence in my community again. Across the yard, you'll find education and journalism programs, including a long-running newspaper. That's where Edwin Chavez works, specifically on the section for Spanish speakers. In, in the state of California, the Spanish community is, is, a, is, is between 40 to 44 percentage, right, of the population you, dem, demographically. Um, with that being said, the language barrier is a big thing in here within this wall. So you have a wall within another wall. And uh, what we did right now in this edition right here, we're talking about town hall meeting, right? So we did our own independent story in Spanish, telling about the town hall meeting and what this is all about, what the transformation of San Quentin is going to be about. We also had another uh, article right here about CGA, which talks about uh, criminal against uh, members anonymous, right? which is a rehabilitation program. So we're trying to highlight all the, the rehabilitative perspective that we have going on right here. Unfortunately, at San Quentin, there's over 40-something self-help programs, but it's only about no more than five in Spanish. And the reason I know this is because I facilitate three of those in Spanish. So I'm able to be part of the process. He says the San Quentin experience can be especially difficult for those who don't understand English. For the Spanish community, it's a challenge because of the language barrier. So like I told, like I told the warren right here, right, uh, 
we talk about making our community safer, right? Why not make the world safer? And what I mean by that is like, if you don't know what led you to prison, if you don't know why you came to prison, you're prone to real fan, whether you're in Mexico, in China, whatever. But if you had the coping uh, tools and the understanding, and you go to the process of the rehabilitation process, right? You become educated and you're able to work on yourself. And I think that's one of the things that's missing right now that we have to kind of look up to or this community abroad because there's, there is, there's, there's a higher population. Some enter San Quentin illiterate and unable to read entirely. Timothy Hicks works in the education and GED program. He says it's a vital first step for those to even have an opportunity at these rehabilitation programs. The, the whole focus is to include everybody, but um, also to get them up to speed and keep them up to speed with what's going on in the population. So to do that, you know, you have to be diverse in language uh, to be able to reach the whole Right next door is the Media Center that houses a team of videographers, podcasters, and content creators, along with a working newsroom. It's also the home of the Mount Tamil Pius College program. When you walk in, you're greeted by a collage of photos on the wall, smiling faces, and success stories. This is our Freedom Wall. So the Freedom Wall is where all these People on here that you see are students, former students that got out. The courses are yet another opportunity for those to prepare themselves for the outside. This is a rigorous program. And so when a lot of them said when they got out, like the college programs on the street wasn't nothing compared to what they was going through in here and what was required of them. And so they came back in and they shared their stories with us. And a lot of them has developed um, foundations and programs to help us transition from incarceration to our communities and they provide like so much help you know in that endeavor and getting out and being successful in the community so what are the challenges in achieving all of this miguel cifuentes says it's about connecting with the new younger wave of those entering san quentin we learn everything under the sun that you would imagine in the most rehabilitative environment you can imagine. I've described San Quentin as like a nurturing environment, which sounds strange to say, but a lot of us have been in very punitive, violent environments. And so getting to experience that here, to experience support um, from volunteer staff, the correctional staff, other incarcerated people that have been longtime participants in these programs, they're like mentors to us, right? And so that is a very nurturing environment and it's very different from some of our experience. So is it a very particular time in the prison system in California, right? There's been waves about 10 years ago. I got here about eight years ago. There was a more distinct wave, right? There was a very clear distinction from these more violent environments to this kind of environment. Now it's been broken down some. There's more nuance, right? And so when I got here, there was a group of a hundred mentors and people that had been here, longtime participants in programs, like very respectable individuals, very, they, we modeled our behavior after. A lot of those people have left and paroled and there's a lot of, there have been many changes where there's a group of youth offenders, um, people that this is their first prison and um, people that aren't necessarily as experienced with um, the rehabilitative journey. And so, now there's been a lot of turnover. It's it's um it's more murky. It's, it's more difficult. There's a more difficult transition for people, and there's a wider spectrum of people more at the beginning of their journey, still struggling with uh, substance use disorder, perhaps some issues with violence. 
um, there's a larger disparity between this group and the dwindling number of people that have been here for a long time doing the rehabilitative work. So we're at a different part of the wave now. Cifuentes is also involved with a civic engagement program within San Quentin. So we learn about the legislative process. It's a group of about 20 of us. And we learn about how to participate in legislative campaigns, letter writing campaigns, how we can impact some of the policies that impact us as incarcerated people, and how we can make that total transformation to actually contribute to public safety where we, where we once took away from it. How is the facility contending with these challenges? Warden Broomfield says it's all about incentives. So everybody, if you think about it this way, everybody's on their own journey towards rehabilitation. Some people are all the way over here. They've gone through all the programs. They're, they're ready to reenter society. Others are still, you know, just newly exposed to it, right? And they still might be in their criminal thinking, right? They still might be dedicated to their, you know, to a gang or loyal to a gang. Um, they're eventually going to progress, right? So everybody's on a different spectrum when it comes to their willingness to rehabilitate. We've got some great incentives in CDCR where we, um, we incentivize them to program and then they absorb the programs and they're, and they're changed, right? Um, that's like uh, rehabilitative credits, right? Fulfill a program, get time off your sentence. It's a great incentive. Whether you're wanting to program or not, that's a great incentive. But what happens is basically you go into the programs and you pick something up from it and you mature from it. And so, yes, we have all types of people at San Quentin. Um, I would say the majority do want a program. Um, there's always a few that, that aren't sure. As an aside to this story, as I made my way through the facility, I noticed a number of incarcerated men recognizing the KCBS logo on my microphone and being really enthusiastic about the station. I assumed they were just excited for a media visit and didn't think much of it. That's until I ran into Miguel Cifuentes, who told me the station is critical for some in San Quentin when time is of the essence. I recognized your microphone, the KCBS radio, and I remembered being in the hole here last year. And so one of the parts of humanity they give us in the hole is this, this little tiny uh, Sanjian brand radio and has a hand crank because we can't have batteries because of security reasons in ADSEG in the hole, as we call it. And so it has a hand crank, old school, right? Like you gotta crank it to get energy. And so one of the only ways we knew how to tell time was KCBS radio. And every few minutes when they say a news break, uh, that's the only, otherwise we just know it's, it's uh, light time, dark time, dinner time, and, or KCBS time. That's it. Bay Current is a production of KCBS Radio. I'm Mike DeWald. For more Bay Area stories, subscribe to Bay Current on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. 
your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.